and welcome to episode 111. Take two, because apparently <laughs> when you change uh, to using different equipment and then you don't change audio hijack to recognize said equipment, it doesn't work. Um, okay. <laughs> so this Brandon, uh, Mitch is here for our last episode of 2020, which seems appropriate that we would fuck it up, but you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. Like we're on brand. We've been on brand all year. <laughs> but it, it's funny. Mitch had pointed out that this is our, even though it's our 111th episode of the show, it's our 100th episode that's just the podcast. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you had mentioned that right before we started recording. And so when I said it in the intro for the first show, I'm like, well, that's weird. I would have thought he would have chimed in because it was, <laughs> he's the one who pointed it out to me. And I'm just, it's just like silence. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. I guess. He's just like, well, I might have mentioned it before, yeah. but now I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah, like, whatever. Fuck me. No, I just wanted you to know. Not, <laughs> the, not anyone else. Like, I thought you were just like, oh, well, the fact that you didn't know it's our anniversary, I guess it's not important to you. <laughs> no, uh, I was going to say that the real OGs, know our first 11 episodes were YouTube videos and not just a podcast. So. Mm-hmm. But man, shout out to uh, just looking at this number here, uh, 99 episodes and almost 5,500 downloads. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that's what I, I, that's, that's the other thing I was like, yeah, it says right here at 99 and it's silence. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. going to be a great show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so as I was, as I was explaining to, to, to Mitch earlier, so we, we got this new couch for, for where I normally podcast, and I usually kind of sit on the edge of it, and I have like a TV tray and you know, mic and everything, and it just was not very comfortable, and, you know, and I was kind of explaining to my wife, and she's like, well, why don't you use the headset that you use for work? And I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, probably. I mean, I thought of that, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> right. But I'm so used to how I have things set up. Uh, you know, with the software that I use, and I'm not very good at this. So you would think, after being, you know, on fucking two shows, I would have a basic understanding of how all this works. But uh, the reality is, I do not. Which I think, if yeah. you've listened to the show, is probably not coming as any sort of surprise. <laughs> but uh, well, there wouldn't be a show if it were up to me to figure this shit out. So. <laughs> but uh, but from what I can see here, because what happened was I looked down at Audio Hijack and I could see your channel, the the equalizer thing was going up, and I was like, oh okay, no, he is talking. I just for whatever reason can't hear you. So we'll we'll, we'll decide, you know, at the end of the episode whether it was better that you could hear both of us or worse that you could hear both of us or should not have heard no, either of I was us. About or, to say. Or just yeah. you, just it's like when we would when sometimes sort of like when we stream Friday nights, we don't always all of us remember to turn our audio on. So depending right. on wh- what week it is or who you're watching, it just sounds like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's playing Overwatch and just la- cackling hysterically to themselves, and right. then occasionally <laughs> saying profane things. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, if you've ever seen me play The Witcher, is exactly that. So it's not that much different. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
That is true. All right. Well, as this is our uh, our our last episode of uh, of 2020. Um, you know, typically we end the year with um, doing an episode that is our favorite uh, games of the year and an episode that is our favorite movies of the year. Um, however, with with still kind of a, a number of, of films uh, coming out um, towards the end of the year, we decided to put the, the, the favorite movies episode off uh, until to have that one be the first episode in January um, and yeah. focus on... Uh, you know, because I mean, the reality is, with the, with the exception of one of the games on my list that I finished this morning, um, usually by this time of the year, any games that we haven't finished and by the end of the year we're not going to. Yet there's still time to see um, to see movies, and with with you know, kind of movies being in an odd place right now, and and when things come out, there's still a chance for um, for a bunch of good things to still come out and, and end up on the list. So. Um, mm-hmm. But you know the typical rules apply. So these are the our favorite games that we played this year. They they might not necessarily have come out this year. It just has to be something uh, that we we played this year because mm-hmm. um, trying to limit it to just stuff that you know just came out this year uh, would I think knock our lists down probably quite for a bit. me especially yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it was in I mean, typical it was, fashion. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty good year for games. Although I was surprised, I was initially surprised when I went through um, my. So, so typically the way I put these lists together is I I do uh, three things: is I go through my email because I save all my emails for like when GameFly sends me a game or receives the game mm. and the receives the game is just so that they don't ever come back and are like hey man where's this game but the send mm. game is so that f- just for this purpose so at the end of the year i can scroll back through all the emails and i can look at what i played and then i look at my trophy list and i look at my achievement list but then i also mm-hmm. have to like try to remember well what games did i play on the switch and so when i was mm-hmm. looking through my GameFly games, I was like, you know, there's this huge chunk of time, like in the in the spring, you know, or kind of like in the you know, kind of beginning of the year or whatever, uh, middle of the year, mm. and I'm like, why did I not get any games? And it's because of one of the games on my list that I was playing. I played a number of like really long games on uh, th- this year, and two of them I played through twice, which is a rarity for me. <laughs> But I did it for trophies, mm. which is also a rarity because the joy of getting on the PlayStation was that I could stop giving a shit about that type of thing. So I have fewer. Mm. I think I played fewer games, and and there's a, another statistic I'll get to when we get to the the lists. I played fewer games this year because so many of the games I played were so long, and then I ended up going through them more than once. Um, mm. I mean, I think in terms of, of, you know, the number, I think if, for me anyway, I mean, typically my list is usually a little bit longer than yours. Um, sure. But I think this is probably the shortest list I've had since we've been doing this simply because mm. of, uh, the length of some of the stuff that I've played. So. Yeah. Mine is, mine is, I think shorter. I, I've not gone back and listened to the, the last, you know, four years worth of stuff but i think probably this is my shortest list 
Yeah, I, I just feel like when I was making the list, I was like, I could, I was just kind of like, all right, well, like I was kind of racking my brains going, well, what, what did I play? And I was like, oh yeah, you know, that thing that took mm. fucking 170 hours or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. So. But even that, I'll say that, uh, that, that my list, while it's not necessarily a long list, there were other things I played. I just didn't consider them good or my favorite thing I did this year. Yeah. Like some things I played felt like a slog and i just played because i was like well i started it i'm gonna fucking finish it well that was the other thing i think for me i found that the majority of things that i played i ended up really enjoying and if i didn't i mean i got Mm. rid of it like the only game that i think i put a decent amount of time in and then bailed on was paper mario and that's because i think Mm. the the beginning of that game is really great and even the, the kind of the first boss fights are really good but then it just got to where you know the ring battles and the timing of it i just i just couldn't stand i just like i loved Mm. everything about it except for the combat and so i just Mm -hmm. was like fuck it but that's the only game i can remember like i mean well obviously fast furious crossroads which i played the whole thing um right but um (laughs) i wondered about that one (laughs) but but i mean most games like you know if i if I wasn't feeling it, I mean, I ditched it pretty early. Uh, mm. So, all right. So without further ado, why don't we get mm-hmm. into it? All right. So I'm going to, let's see. Why don't, uh, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I, and I'll do that with the one that is the one on my list from what I remember and what I could kind of gauge based on, because I did the same thing. I just went back through and looked at achievements and the dates on achievements and and some things. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was this year. And and and, but one thing I'm sure was last year, but I know I didn't play till this year was Modern Warfare. Um, oh, okay. the Call of the Call of Duty from last year. Um, now it now, has. I, I always get confused. Is that a sequel mm, or is it a reimagining or a re? What? So. No, it, it, it was a new story. It just happened to have some returning characters. Um, and I know, like, uh, if you ask me there, and I could tell you it's the guy with the big red mustache from, from, from COD4, mm-hmm. but this is a completely different story. And that's the thing. I play all these Call of Duties, and I only play the, the campaigns, and most of the time, I can tell you about like set pieces mm-hmm. or like sequences, but I, I couldn't describe to you um, a plot to save right. my life. Right. You know? Um, and, and to date, I've played every Call of Duty with the exception of the one that was the Black Ops one that was only online. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't buy that one. Um, but Modern Warfare is the only other one other than, than Ghosts that I could actually talk to you about the plot. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's on my list. Like, I was completely wrapped up in this game. Mm-hmm. I didn't play Destiny for like three weeks. Wow. Um, I was just, I could not wait to get back into this game because I was so invested in these characters. And I knew, like, the, like I said, the, the guy from modern, the original Modern Warfare with the red mustache, I know that. And I know... For whatever reason, I remember Soap McTavish. Yeah, he's in the he's I, in the 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 first one because I I haven't I never finished yeah. it, but I played enough to to yeah. be playing as him. I remember it was Soap, and then the guy with the the mustache, and the guy with the mustache is in this one. Um, but it was the central characters. It was uh, 
this girl and her brother and uh you play as them as children mm-hmm. uh in the middle east and and russia is has invaded the village and there's this these horrible things happen and and you play as these children and you get to see them with their parents and it's just it's just disgusting you know what happens mm-hmm. and but but they escape obviously and then you play as as them you know, or, or opposite them as grownups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a twist, which I didn't see coming that fucked me up. And I was just like, I, I, and it, it was, I played it on a, a regular Xbox one S mm-hmm. and it absolutely, my jaw dropped at some of the, the graphics. Like mm-hmm. it was, or whatever, like it was a gorgeous game. It told a very engaging story. Um, and obviously it's Call of Duty, so it's the the gunplay is amazing, the controls yeah. are tight, like everything's there. Uh, but it just had everything I want in these, you know, sort of for lack of a better, you know, you know, way to call it, like these Michael Bay fucking the cinematic, giant, yeah, cinematic explosion experiences, you know, all this stuff. And it, it I, I was just completely obsessed with it for about mm-hmm. a, like probably a month this summer, right. Yeah, I I mean I kind of I I liked the Black Ops and Black Ops Two, or whatever the mm. weird one was where you like went in somebody's head at the end. That one was weird. I, I wasn't a big three. Fan. I hated three. I liked the first, that the last act of three was the worst part of that game. I typically like the Treyarch games. Yeah, with, and they do the Black Ops, and I'm looking forward to playing Cold War, but. Like Black uh, Ops um, Two, I thought I had a blast with that. Black game. Ops Two was fantastic. And, fucking, yeah. and and Infinite Warfare to me, that's mm. that's the shit right there because that was mm-hmm. like you know when you played through Fall of Reach and then you finally got to fly in the spaceship and then it lasted ten right. seconds. Like right. I was like, what? No, but Infinite yeah, no, Warfare one, was the shit. Yeah, that's another one I remember. I remember very specific like action sequences, but if you asked me to describe the plot, I, I couldn't. Do oh it. yeah, it's some industrialist or something. And, Right, uh, but this one Satellite. and ghosts. I'm like, man, because ghosts was like, um, ghosts was the one that everybody hated the multiplayer, and it's one of the most universally hated Call of Duties. This is my favorite one because it's basically Red Dawn, yeah. but Call of Duty, right? And I fucking love it, right, right. And this one, this one's kind of the same. I just, I just really got into the the story and and couldn't put it down. Cool. All right. Uh, well, for me, so this is um, I'm gonna just kind of lump these three games together because they fall under the same thing. And there's a statistic here. Um, so Nintendo, at the end of the year, they do your like your Switch year and review. And so they said for me, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. So you can <laughs> log in. You can go to switch.nintendo.com/year. Dash right. in dash review, and then oh you my, put I'm in, doing that as soon as we're done. And it will tell you uh, your most played games by hours and huh. and other stuff. Um, okay. So in uh, 2019, I played my Switch for 268 hours. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I played my Switch for 498 hours. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and a big chunk of those hours, 150 plus were in one game and 80 plus were in another two games. And then there's a, there's a fourth game, but that, that has, that will be its own separate, uh, actually Mm -hmm. of the games on my list, there's one, two, 
three, four lists, four of them are Switch games. But th- these games were, did not come out last year. One of them was The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt uh, Complete Edition mm-hmm. on Switch, or Switcher 3. Uh, and then the mm-hmm. other two was the <laughs> Assassin's Creed The Rebel Collection. So Black Flag mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed Rogue, which around the holidays you could pick up for, for $20. And, and despite the fact that I said, well, I don't replay games... And I don't like replaying ports. If it's on the Switch, apparently, I will do both of those things. I got Paradise uh, City remastered on the Switch for Christmas because I was like, ooh, Burnout again? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I'm no, there's no... I have I have a Witcher tattoo. I have an assess. I've I have a mashup of two Assassin's Creed tattoos. I have a Black Flag slash Odyssey tattoo. So obviously, mm. I love these games. So when... You know, I saw what that they were on the Switch. I just I couldn't resist it. But I, there was also that, you know, that fear that well, what if I go to play these games and they're not as good as I remember them being? And so there was a worry there. But I mean, I like part of me watching this whole cyberpunk, and I haven't started the game yet. I plan on starting it tomorrow. Part of me watching mm-hmm. this whole cyberpunk debacle has been being so disappointed in seeing that CDPR, who I thought did a masterful job with the Witcher games now just you know apparently <clears throat> falling flat on their ass with Cyberpunk yeah. and not just from a marketing perspective and all the bugs but from just a story and everything and just the 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 way in which Witcher 3 told its stories and and the choices you made how it impacted and all that stuff and that being just gone seemingly from Cyberpunk to me is just a huge um, step backwards, and this yeah. Witcher Three was still like, and I know that it's not your thing, but you know, it, it, it's one still one of my favorite games. The, the the choices you make that you don't even realize that they're important until you get to the end, and it's not just a situation with you and Siri. It's not it's not just how you behave with her. It's choices that you made along the way with things around her to to put her in a mm. position to succeed and how all of that stuff comes together. Um, but then mm-hmm. also like, you know, the writing for, for, you know, Geralt and, and, and everything. And it, and it just, it, the world was, it's, it feels lived in. It's, it's distinct between the different regions. It's, you know, the combat is, is, is great. The, all the, the differences, the signs and all the, the limitations, all that stuff. It's fucking fantastic. And then, you know, I go to play Assassin's Creed and Black Flag, which Black Flag was very much like a placeholder story. It didn't, it didn't really move the, mm. either the, it didn't necessarily move the internal kind of past in the animus story along very far and it didn't move the outside of the animus story along very far and so Mm. black flag connects with three and then rogue connects somewhat with black flag but more is like a, a prequel to unity which was like the big thing to like kick off like the next gen even though black flag was on the ps4 and rogue was only on the previous gen like unity was supposed to be like we are fine we are we're fucking grabbing the playstation by the horns and you know obviously that didn't work but (laughs) but i mean they're just so good like they're so good the the combat is great the naval stuff is fucking amazing you know you're riding on your you know your 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 you're sailing your ship and the men are singing sea shanties and a whale fucking jumps out. And then you know, you're getting in fights with these 
you know the the the, the giant you know colossal ship battles and and all of it and i mean they was great and it it i loved i loved it i loved all of it i both games all three games you know they they all mm. hold up extremely well and then playing them on the switch where you know you could just bring it with you i mean and the 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 technical work done to bring all three of these games less so for rogue because that was a kind of a, a 360 ps3 game but to bring the witcher mm-hmm. to the switch like it's just a t- it's a technical miracle yeah like, that they were able yes. to do it Absolutely. as well as they did um nice. and when you consider that i spent 200 between those three games like 200 like that accounts for the extra time on the switch mm-hmm. when you consider oh okay well i played 268 and then 498 well that's a difference of 230 hours that is literally the time i spent on those three day games combined Mm-hmm. And I and I was great, and I I fucking loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've I've played two of the three, and but like you said, like here's the thing. No, The Witcher is not kind of my thing. Um, but at the same time, I I would never begrudge anyone, you know, their their fondness of it. I see what people get from it like i get it mm-hmm. it's just i i it's it's not my sort of genre and then and, and every issue i have with the combat and the game itself is absolutely my fault mm-hmm. it's it's me not wanting to take the time to learn the systems and i and, and you know because I, I i do sort of feel like it doesn't do a great job of kind of explaining how oh, like totally the magic and, and yeah <laughs> and so it's me not being willing to to learn it like, yeah, and it's you know, and it and it sort of became like a a bit, right? Like when yeah, I was yeah, yeah, absolutely. It. So yes, uh, so you know, there were things I did like. Yeah, I loved the where I played as Siri against that werewolf in the cave and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I you know, and then like I I, I kind of sometimes I'll look on the switch at like when you're playing something, and I'll go to your page, and it's like. I'll look at your like recently played. And yeah. It's like The Witcher, 180 hours. And I'm like, fuck. Like, how do you have the time? I know, I know. It's well, at the time I was like, you know, I, I'm in a lot of meetings at work, and I'm in a lot of meetings that I don't always yeah. have to kind of. That's the thing. In. God, so, like I, I wish would, I could. I wish I, I could do that at work. Like, I would do that, but also like I, if I'm watching TV for two hours a night, I'm playing on the Switch, right? Uh, so I mean it's it's not you know it's but yeah no I I it's a lot of time like I wonder too and then I go well it's why my it's why my kids and I don't have a relationship that's fine <laughs> that's where I'm going wrong <laughs> all right so uh, so next for me is one um, so here's the thing. Uh, I I did not buy this when it first came out because I I went on the day it released looking for it physically and I couldn't find it and I got aggravated and then I waited for it to go on sale and bought it on and what I discovered was it did initially release um, physically and that's why I couldn't find it I just thought it was because everywhere around here sucks mm-hmm. um, so I didn't get it uh, I wanted to get it day one because it's one of my favorite properties of all time uh, and that's Blair Witch. Oh, okay. So Blair Wish, I'm not 100% sure it came out this year, but I think it did. I think it did, too. 
I know I have it in my library because it's part of Game Pass, but I, I'm, I'm yeah, too I scared was, to play it. Is is essentially? I think it was day and date for Game Pass, but yeah, uh, I waited a while and finally bought it. I think in October on the Xbox because it was on sale, uh, and then it released physically, which really pissed me off. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Uh, I streamed um, a good bit of it. <clears throat> I didn't stream the whole thing, uh, but but it, it took everything I like about the Blair Witch, the, you know the 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 creepy forest stuff and the weird stick emblems and all that stuff. But also, it kind of did what Adam Wingard's movie did, where it played with. Um, the time travel kind of aspect or yeah. the time manipulation stuff. I felt like it did a really good job with that. And it told an interesting narrative, uh, about this guy who, uh, was in, I guess, desert storm or, or something like that, uh, and had to make a decision and the decision he made ended up getting a bunch of people killed, but he survived. And so he's kind of got survivor's guilt, mm-hmm. uh, and, and him and his dog going out into the, 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 you know, the fabled forest where the Blair Witch resides looking for this missing kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, and for as long as you spend in the forest, like, and I enjoyed that stuff. Uh, it, it I kind of felt like it was a little long in the tooth and it's not a long game, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, the, the things you're doing are, are somewhat repetitive, but, uh, and I was playing it and I'd played it, uh, on stream, uh, a bit. And then I was like, I was kind of streaming it for an hour, hour and a half, and I'd end up running around in circles and making no progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I said, well, one night I put it on. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play and not stream. And I ended up making like a fuck ton of progress. Oh, I should have yeah. streamed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then so I was like, well, I'm not going to bother streaming anymore. And then one night, it was it was during October this year or, or towards Halloween week, and I was like, I'm going to finish this fucking game. Um and I was playing, and then it happened. Uh, some stuff went down, and I woke up in the forest in the rain, and mm. I turned around, and there was the house. Ah, I like, oh, shit. So I turned on the stream, and I ended up streaming the last uh, probably two and a half hours of the game. Well, I didn't know I had that long left. I thought once I got to the house, that was kind of it. Yeah. But man, for every issue I had with the game once you get to the Blair Witch house and like, you know, my brain went right back to like those movies and the, you know, the, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I love that. I love horror movies, but I'm, I get so scared when I play the game. Like I play horror games. Like I get so nervous. I just, I can't, it, 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 (laughs) I do too. And here's the thing. I'll start off that way. (laughs) No, but for as long as I'm making progress, I'm scared shitless because I'm afraid what's around the next corner. Yeah. The first time I get to a point where something kills me like yeah. two or three times, then I get aggravated. Yeah. And then I'm no longer scared. I'm just frustrated. And, yeah. that, and at that point, it takes me out of the experience a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and for, I could say for the last probably, probably like I said, two and a half hours of this game, that only happened one time. Mm-hmm. And it was my own fault. I wasn't sure kind of what to do. Uh, and uh, once I figured out what to do, like, and I did it, then I went right back into being scared shitless, like, yeah, what, what's next and stuff. But man, uh, this game tells uh, a fantastic story, um, and it it does a lot of really cool stuff with, because you know it's like Outlast, right? Like your your main 
thing you have is a is a camcorder. You don't have a gun. You have no way to defend yourself from right. things. You're just experiencing the story. And if they if they made this Blair Witch three or or you know new Blair Witch two, how fucking whatever you want to number it, right? Uh, if they turn this into a movie, it would probably be one of my favorite ones outside of their original. Yeah. See, I needed I needed them to do something like Soma, where it's like I cannot get hurt. I can just wander around and. Oh, you get hurt Soma. <laughs> well, no, there's a isn't I think there's a version of Soma. There's like a mode where it's like you just can like walk around and you there's like oh, no really? enemies. Yeah, you can just like oh, collect I didn't know the, that. Yeah, you, I I think there is. I could be wrong. Maybe a different game, but I thought there was where it was like you could just like collect all the the bits of lore and whatnot and just kind of find mm. out what happened, but you don't have to worry about getting murdered. You're on the PS4. I don't know, but I I can tell you that I I got murdered quite a bit in Yeah, I think they added it. <laughs> later on. Oh, okay. I, I okay. could be wrong. I might be thinking of something That's a fantastic else. game, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm too chicken shit to play it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Alright, cool. Uh, well, um, that it is on Game Pass, though. So if, you're, yes. if you have Game Pass and you want to play it uh, and you're not you're not a scaredy cat like, like me, then uh, that is an option for you. Um, okay, so for me, the next one, this this is another 80-hour experience. I, I have I started playing um, Ring Fit Adventures. Uh, I got it uh, at the end of 2019, back when you could still get it, when people weren't all you know locked in their mm. homes and looking mm-hmm. for a way to uh, work out. And I started uh, when I went back to work in January, three days a week, uh, doing Ring Fit Adventures. And I am still doing it. I'm not done yet. Uh, I am on the second to last world. Uh, and I, I do about a half an hour at, at a time. Um, and I'm still digging it. There's still, you know, I'm, I I managed to work my way up to, you know, the hardest difficulty level, um, which kicks my ass repeatedly. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a fantastic game. I think that it's definitely, you know, there's there's room for improvements, particularly, you know, around, um, you know, the difficulty level and, and how maybe, like, you know, just I think everybody has exercises they're good at and ones they're not so to, oh, to yeah. be able to say like to not have like a blanket difficulty level like planks are a perfect example i i'm terrible at planks well if you set a 30 the difficulty level like where mine is at 30 if you have to do planks you're going to end up doing like 50 of them and Oof. it's like i just can't like i can't it would take me forever it would take me like an hour to get through that many but yet other exercises yeah no problem so it's like i i hope that when they you know, eventually come out because they'd be foolish not to come out with a with another one um, that mm. they they allow you to more customize the difficulty level for certain exercises. So that way you can you don't get discouraged because I, I just simply can't do this thing to the degree they want me to. But if I can have it be more modular, then I can make progress with this particular exercise and not not feel because you, your choice is either you just you suffer through an exercise you find difficult you don't do it or you lower the difficulty level for that but then the other exercises you're like blasting your way through and you're not getting any benefit from them Um, yeah and then they added some stuff like after the fact but i mean you know it's it's very customizable there's like a lot of options if you don't want to do the story if you just want to focus on certain exercises or certain routines or whatever like there's a ton of options and they did an amazing job and the hardware is still like the the actual ring itself i have no issues with it's held up great uh i mean it's a it's a really good package um 
and knowing you know how difficult it was to find uh during you know this year my hope is that yeah. they're, they're working on making another one so um yeah same because i still want it yeah yeah it was it it's fun it, it it's a good time nice. um and that that's you know like i said that's when you when you when you look at the the games i've played the most um on the my nintendo um mm. it's it's witcher 3 ring fit assassin's creed and then a game that will uh come later on down the line yeah yeah nice yeah i, I remember uh for a while there during the summer every time somebody would mention it was in stock i would i would try to grab it and i was i would yeah. miss it every time so i just kind of gave up it was the ps5 of summer 2020 right <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly exactly nice Okay, so my next one uh, is one that I know came out this year, and I started it, and I was enjoying it, and then I stopped playing it, as I'm, I'm want to do. Uh, and along with Blair Witch, when it came, like, Halloween time or so, I was like, I'm fucking finishing this thing. Uh, and that's Maneater. That's on my list, too. Yeah, it was one of the first games I played uh, in the new house, which is appropriate, because in Florida, you know, right. what else is there to do <laughs> except get eaten by sharks? Exactly, you know, and that's exactly what this is. The thing is, like, when when I saw like the trailers or like this game was coming out, I was like, all right, if that's just Jaws Unleashed but fixed, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to love this game. Yeah, uh, and I did. Uh, and and I texted you. I remember when I got back into it uh, that the first two areas you're in being muddy and like murky yeah. and kind of shitty definitely work against the yeah. game in the first few hours but once yeah. i got to the third area where it kind of your the water's deeper and there's it's yeah, more I mean, when you're, when you're like snow. a shark and you're getting like manhandled by tiny alligators and exactly. these like garbage fish and you're like what the yep. fuck <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and, and i kind of stopped playing like to be mm-hmm. honest like i was like i got through the first area and i was like okay i get it i'm starting in the swamp i'm a baby shark that's fine and then the next area wasn't that different. Right. And I was yeah. like, shit, this is, I don't know. And then, uh, but then, and I get everybody's criticisms criticisms for it because sure. you get to these new areas and yeah, the games ask you to do the same stuff. Yes. The thing is, it, it's so fun. Yeah. I didn't mind doing those things. And especially the way I played it. I think, like, I, think, time, I think what I mean, I, I kind of blasted through it start to finish. I, I feel like your way would have been better to take a break so that you don't that repetitiveness doesn't. Yeah, it didn't know. for me. It didn't, you know, and then the other thing was uh, I kind of. Um, before I tried to do everything, mm-hmm. I got to almost like megalodon stage so when yeah. i went back and had to hunt down these apex predators oh and it's so easy at that point yeah yeah they weren't like, bad you know what yeah I mean? it's like two two bites and they're done and you're just like oh that, yeah. that was much easier so like once once i became a badass i really enjoyed the game <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, but it's got you know, a great I, sense you know, of humor and the and the that, you know kind of the, the narrator um, yeah yeah the writing is it, is good writing's good the little like you know, the monuments were probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of Grand Theft Auto Shark. Uh, and I 100%ed it, which is not a thing that I typically do wow. these days. Yeah, got every achievement, did everything you could do in the game. And I'm hoping they make a sequel. But, 
Yeah. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the eater. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a good time and it was the perfect kind of summer, like campy, you mm-hmm. know, you know, sometimes in the summer we, it's like a wasteland, not always, but sometimes it's like just a wasteland for games. And then, and, and what you end up doing is being like, all right, fine. I, I just kind of want something to play. I'll, not not necessarily I'll play anything, but your standards are definitely lower. So when you actually like find something that ends up being like good, like that's mm. that's just even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. Cool. Well, then I'll take that one off my list. Let me see. What do I have next? Oh, okay. So this one is one that I so I have two games on my list, um, and uh, one of them I, I played uh, this this spring, and these are games that I feel like they were kind of like under the radar. Um, like I knew about them and, uh, you know, I, they kind of came out and folks, I heard some chatter about them, um, but not a whole lot. And so one of them we'll, we'll talk about later, but one of them is, um, Darksiders Genesis. So mm. Darksiders mm. Genesis. So I'm a huge Darksiders fan. I played the first one, I think twice. Um, I played the second one. I only played it once, but I really want to play it again. I, the third one I bounced off of super hard. I just could not get yeah, it. Yeah, I think most people did. Yeah, I could not get into Darksiders 3. So then I find out, well, they're coming out with this kind of Diablo-style, you know, two-player co-op Darksiders game where you play as War, who is in the original Darksiders, and, and Strife, who is not had a Darksiders game and he was like the wise cracking dual pistol wielding um mm. and so I was like I didn't really know anything about it and then it came out and it was fucking great um mm. you know it was it was the combat was tight the abilities were tight you know the puzzles the exploration um you know it was set before the original Darksiders so uh some of the characters you know, from the the first game show up, and you can kind of see War's relationship with them before everything goes sideways um, in in Darksiders, and it was just it was a really fun game, um, but it was mm-hmm. a game that I just I didn't really hear much about. Um, it it's and it and it was also one that um, was available on the Switch when it it yep. first came out. Um, yep. And uh, so I mean, there's not a lot of like kind of games like that anymore this kind of diablo-esque co-op experience um where yeah. you, you know and and in some situations you know you, you kind of had to work together i mean if you were just playing by yourself then uh you would just switch between the characters um but um yeah it was it was great i i really enjoyed it i, I thought it was a co-op though it yeah no it was was it yeah yeah because there's certain Shit. like there were like certain um, like powers, like linked powers that you could only do huh. if, if another person was playing. Um, well, so so I was gonna get it. Uh, I remember, like you said, nobody played it. It kind of it's one of those games that came out and within a month it had dropped significantly. Yeah, and I think it released at forty dollars, maybe. Yeah, it was definitely a less expensive. It was cheap. Yeah, yeah, and then so I was like, it went on sale for twenty dollars uh, at GameStop on the Switch, and so I was gonna go and get it. And me and Angela were going to play it together, but I read that it wasn't co-op or something. I don't. Well, maybe it's not on the Switch, but I know it maybe. was on the on the oh okay like the PS4 and the the Xbox. There was something that that stopped me from getting it. I can't remember what it was yeah. exactly. Maybe maybe, it was... maybe what maybe it's not on the Switch. I mean, Nintendo's mm. so weird about online stuff. I could see that potentially True. being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But uh, nice. Yeah, and I enjoyed watching you play it, and it made me want it. And I thought well, that's something that she and I could play together. But then, for whatever reason, something made me not do it. I can't remember what it was now, but. Mm. All right, cool. Yeah, so um, so next for me is so I got Game Pass this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think begrudgingly uh, is the <laughs> the correct term. Is, yeah, it's it's putting it lightly. Yeah, uh, but uh, now so so I got Game Pass. Um, pretty much for Beyond Light, to be honest with you, so I wouldn't have to buy it for multiple right, you know, people in this house and uh, um. So I started going through the things on Game Pass, and and most of it I knew either knew what it was and didn't want to play it, or just you know didn't know what it was and weren't wasn't interested in it. And then I downloaded this game called Lonely Mountains Downhill. Oh, my cousin and loves that game. God, did it blow me away! <laughs> it's this super simple physics based. Fuck that! It ain't simple. I can't play that game, game for shit. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally you're a little blocky polygon man on his little mountain bike and you go down these paths on these different mountains uh and you're you have to do it in a certain time mm-hmm. you have to do it without faulting and you know so many times mm-hmm. and all these different things there's and there's no paths. music yep there's branching paths. It's super chill. All you hear are like birds chirping and like the leaves rustling and stuff like that. And the sound of man face bouncing off yeah. several yes. mountains as you that. as you Homer that. Simpson your way down the Every, ravine. Exactly. <laughs> Every time you hit a tree and those little red polygonal pixely blood things come yeah. out, I laugh. I don't care how mad it makes me that I've crashed again. I laugh every yeah. time. <laughs> and if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know that. Yeah. Because the only time I share anything on the game is when I fail spectacularly in some fashion. <laughs> but it's a game. It's deceptively simple. You're just like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. You just ride your bike down this right. mountain. But then you get done with one path that you know, you're know you like, okay. And then you see the list of things it's like okay that's we'll it do it in right. this amount of time or hit you know, right. whatever do this path or this money jumps yep. and you're just like holy shit like i didn't that's realize when you, you could, realize you could like, pack so much the, stuff the, right that's when you realize that the path that the game lays out for you isn't exactly the only path you can take right and that's kind of where the genius comes in and in in anybody who plays it uh and and you're like man i'm doing the best i can do or like i'm i don't know just I, I urge you to go on YouTube and look up speed runs of this game because there are some people that are obsessed with this who can do amazing things in this yeah. game. And you're just like, shit, I don't even like I don't even know you could even go over there and stuff like that. Right. So it, it's a, it's like you said, it's a deceptively simple game that actually is is pretty deep once you get into like the. The extreme challenges and the right. you know the stuff that you need to unlock things later on. But man, is it addictive! See, it doesn't surprise me that you like that game because you're such a big fan of Trials. And for me, like I, I see yeah. Trials and I'm just like, that's just gonna raise my blood pressure. And and there's <laughs> like Trials is like, okay, great, you completed the course. Well, okay, well you're not even started. Like you've like yeah, no. like you just now know what's in the course, but exactly. you haven't, you know. Now you're familiar with it. Exactly. It. Now the work <laughs> starts, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's yep. that same kind of thing here. It's like if you make your yep. way down the mountain without dying, that's fantastic. But the, you're just mm-hmm. getting started. 
yeah, literally the first time you go to a new track, it's like just finish it. Yeah. There's no, there's no time limit. There's no crash limit. It's like yeah, just do it. Yeah. And then after that, it's like all right, now learn it. Yeah. Like now, <laughs> good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, my my next game, uh, and it, I think this one's probably going to be on your list too, was a Game Pass game for me. Although I know you played it on the Switch, um, and that is uh, Carrion, which mm-hmm. um, has the best movement in oh, yeah. the game this year and probably ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so in Carrion, you play a giant blob monster thing with all mouths <laughs> and eyes and. And yeah, tentacles. Speaks, tentacles. <laughs> and your goal is just to escape the f- government facility where you are uh, currently being held. And then along the way, you traverse vents and, and, and conduits and, and tunnels. And you devour scientists and, you know, you find radioactive Increase material. your mass. Yeah, yeah. And you can increase your mass and get new powers and... and um, you know, it it's it's you know supposed to be like a a Metroidvania type of game, uh, mm-hmm. where you know you kind of get new powers and then go back to previous parts of the facility. Um, I think the the navigation, the 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 locomotion is fantastic. The the way yes. how responsive the creature is, the way you can just send out tentacles and you know and, and attack and and retreat and and squeeze mm-hmm. into small spaces and you know, shed parts of yourself and all that stuff is fantastic. The puzzles were mm. fantastic, but when you're mm. trying to backtrack to previous areas to figure out like oh. you know, something you can get to make yourself better or just even what am I supposed to do to move forward? Ooh, mm-hmm. that that leaves yep. a little much to be desired. But you yeah, know, the overall it, it's a devolver digital game, which is not surprising once you play it because it's very much, you know, in their kind of style. I was going to say, if you've seen any of their E3 presentations, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. makes perfect sense that this is a game they put out. Yeah, but I mean, just this, the movement in it is just amazing. It's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, phenomenal. So, yeah. And it's, it's uh, I mean, it's relatively, you know, if, if to, to, to do most of it, not all of it, but to do most of it, I think yeah, it'd probably take you about eight hours, ten hours maybe. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it's, it's definitely, if you have Game normal. Pass, it's worth getting just to... to to feel to have be how awesome it feels especially like when you make it to where you're just like full mass and you're just this like mm. and you just roll up into this room and just fucking annihilate everybody and there's yeah. limbs flying everywhere you're yes. tearing people's torsos apart and just <laughs> blood every like it's it's yeah. it, it it feels it's great. fantastic it's 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 every it's it's you're the thing without having to hide being the thing yeah you're the thing and you're loud and proud baby exactly like <laughs> <laughs> yes 100 percent. yeah yeah i i actually I've, i started it again once i got game pass i put oh, it on okay. my xbox i've been playing it again so yeah. i fucking love it that was definitely on my list yeah all right, cool. Yeah, love that game. Uh, so next for me, uh, I'll do one that's I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, is it on yours? Uh, and it was one of my favorite games of the year, and that's Doom Eternal. Mm, not on mine. Never did. Didn't even yeah. finish it. I know. <laughs> much <laughs> no. I, so, I know. So, much to your disappointment. <laughs> no, I, no, I understand. Uh, um, but you know, this this if you, you know, if you asked 
anyone who's ever known me to write down a list of things I'd love in a video game, they probably would have came up with Doom Eternal. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just heavy metal, big fucking guns, ripping demons and shit in half, blood flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I will say I prefer Doom 2016 to this one. Mm-hmm. I do. Which, uh, I, I which is not Final an Good. uncommon. I mean, a lot. Of, I hear that a lot from people who yeah. like like it, but they they like 2016 better. I did, and the thing is, like, uh, I didn't mind the additions. Like, I didn't mind the you know the the air dashing and, and the platforming and stuff. Like, because I appreciated. Uh, they tried to break up, you know, the monotony of of Doom, which is run from this arena, kill everything in it, go yeah. through a door, find a key card, open the next door, new arena, kill everything, all that stuff. Right. I appreciate, you know, uh, that that they added this these mechanics that made it kind of more um, interesting or, or just broke up the monotony, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just something about. And I think it's because even though they added things to it, it was just more Doom 2016 or something. Like, I can't exactly tell you what it is that I liked more about 2016 than Eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the music. I liked the... One thing I really aggravated me was some of the new enemies they put in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it was unnecessarily difficult yes. when it just certain uh, certain enemies, and they weren't even boss characters. They were right, enemies. right. They just showed up to just fucking completely fuck your shit up. Right, and it's like it, it, that kind of the frustration level, I guess, probably, and it's probably you know just get good scrub kind of thing. But yeah, but that's yeah, man. It just the aggravation kind of took away from from my enjoyment uh, more than it added to it. You know, what I mean, that, like that's why I, I think ultimately. I stopped is that that's where I got as I, I, yeah. and I don't even remember how much time I put in. Uh, I put in a decent amount of time and then I was just like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I, I finished it and I, and I, I feel like, you know, I don't ever, I typically don't want hundred percent things, but I feel like, you know, if it's something I'm enjoying, I'll put a decent amount of effort into exploring, you know, places before I move on to next places. And I ended up getting a good bit of the, collectibles and stuff like that but uh and again it's a great game like don't get me wrong uh to say that it's not as good as doom 2016 is you know that's that's a hell of a game anyway so it's like i love this game but um to just you know i i you know had more fun uh playing doom 2016 again on the switch than i did (laughs) going through this brand new and i haven't played the dlc so right i can't speak to that but just the base game you know one of my favorite games of the year but i preferred the its predecessor right right okay so um the next these next two for me because um i'm gonna kind of i'm not lumping them together because they are um similar but I don't know. For me, they feel somewhat the same, but uh, I'll. So one of them is uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which mm. is you know everybody was a, was a PS5 launch title, but also on the PS4. Um, and uh, the other one is uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which was the mm. uh, Ubisoft open-world Greek mythology game. And I, I enjoyed both of these games, but at the same time, like I felt like they they had some things 
holding them back despite the fact that I platinum both of them. I played through Miles Morales twice. And it's like you just kind of wish that if they had... So for Miles Morales, I mean, I loved... It's Miles Morales, so what's not to love about that? The same mm-hmm. great stuff as in, you know, Spider-Man. You know, the the traversal is fucking amazing, which is what you would expect. You know, his powers are great. The 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 new powers that they give Miles are fantastic. You know, all of the stuff that you liked in Spider-Man, except, and I talked about this when we talked about the game originally, is that I did not like the main story. I did not like mm. the. I didn't like the. Right. I didn't like the villain. I didn't like their motivation. I didn't like how they c- try to make parallels with Miles and all that stuff. Everything else about it, I thought, was great. It's just that then there's this main story, and then in Immortals, I thought the main story was fantastic. The writing is fucking amazing. It's hilarious. It 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 kind of. Um, looks at Greek mythology in a way that, you know, like, you know, you're kind of not just like telling these different stories, but you are working with the people in the stories and then, you know, giving Zeus shit about being a terrible father and, and, and all of that stuff. And the gods are petty and they bicker and they fight with one another. And the writing is really good. Um, But, you know, the game, it, 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 draws heavily from breath of the wild um yeah. and after a while it kind of gets repetitive like the you've got combat you've got different abilities but you know even on the higher the higher difficulty levels it's not like you're kind of using your abilities together in these new unique ways you're just hitting an enemy more times until they die yeah um, yeah and so you get these kind of cool abilities, but it's like what they did is they, they didn't want to do something like, you know, some of the other open world games where you're going down these skill tree paths. You know, they're trying to make it, I think, more streamlined, maybe to appeal to a younger audience, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it also it starts to feel like, you know, you're like, I loved it because for the story, I wanted to keep doing things. But then I also got far enough in it to where I was like, okay, I can 100% this game. So then I started doing a bunch of the extra stuff. And that's when it really kind of becomes a slog, you know, when you're just yeah. like, okay, I got to find this chest or that chest. And I know that's just on me completely. But, you know, you also go, well, if you're putting all this stuff in the game, it should be enjoyable to do. Whereas like mm. Spider-Man, it's like, I loved going get all the extra stuff. That was fun. But when it was like, I can't, I don't, have any more of that stuff to do now i got to do the story and i'm like ugh, <laughs> right so it's and it's interesting because yeah. like i mean they're both they look great they control the the controls in in immortals is not as tight as some of the the puzzles in the vault want mm. think they are um but yeah. it's totally worth it for the story and as as you know you've been saying showing on twitter like you know it's like 30 bucks now you can get an amazon yeah. at a gamestop it is totally worth it for 30 dollars. and the dlc knowing like you know that they're going to do things with like chinese mythology and other cultures mythology like that's why i want to play those i want to see like how they do kind of yeah, that I stuff know that. um that's yeah awesome. but i think that it I think that if you decide to play it, like the best way to play it is to not just try to do everything. Like do what you need to do to get better so that you can kind of handle the challenges like mm-hmm. of the game itself. But if you're trying to like 100% it, it you you know, you, you do, there are some frustrating moments. Um sure. But like Genesis, I feel like 
it's a game that like kind of came out and it came out when vote with you know you figure it's the third o- open world ubisoft game to come out in the space of a few months right yeah so, and 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 it's the only non-sequel so of course it's going to be somewhat like it's not going to be as as popular and then and then cyberpunk came out and sucked all the oxygen out of the room but, right, um, it was an interesting. Uh, t- I, you know, I, I watched you play it. I was, I didn't play it, but uh, and I enjoyed watching. You know, mm-hmm. the what I watched of it. But man, like you, yeah, I hundred percent agree. It was a very weird kind of release for mm-hmm. it, and I feel like literally only you were playing it. Yeah, and it's funny that like you know a lot of the articles I've read and like YouTube videos I've watched, and it's like, man, I was completely blown away by this game, and I there's no marketing for it. Like yeah. it's just kind of, we're going to call it gods and monsters, which is like this yeah. incredibly like generic, you mm. know, kind of title. And then they couldn't because there were like copyright issues or something. Mm. And then just immortals, Phoenix rising. I mean, that just seems like a bunch of word, like just word salad. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, right. yeah. They put they put video game name, like generator. Exactly. Like, yes. Like. Yeah. And it's not theme and Phoenix, like the Phoenix it's that's their, that's the the character's title or, or not title. Right. That's their name. So name, right? right. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it, I mean, it it definitely. Uh, it'll be one I think a lot of people will sleep on or, or miss out on, and I think eventually, uh, I could see this game, especially like the physical copy of it, being one that that ends up being kind of valuable because like nobody played it, and it's a really good game. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, that's cool, and it's like I said, it's it's fun to watch. Um, all right, so for me, I'll go ahead and do my favorite thing this year mm-hmm. uh, because I only have one other one, and I know it's going to come up later for you. Uh, so my the most the thing I spent the most time with this year uh, will come as no surprise to anyone it is Destiny, uh, yep. and specifically, you know, uh, I put everything down a few weeks ago. When the big expansion for this year hit, which is Beyond Light, uh, and that's all I've basically been doing outside of one other thing um, for the last couple of months. Uh, yeah, it's it's more Destiny, which mm-hmm. is all I ever all I ever need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, new weapons, new suits of armor, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, new new uh, location, mm-hmm. Europa. Which is, uh, I think, a fantastic location. I would like for them to give us more things to do on yeah, said location. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and like, in, in the other thing that's kind of baffling to me uh, is the return of a very large area in uh, the Cosmodrome, mm-hmm. which I assumed what would had stuff play, to do <laughs> would play a part in the campaign of beyond light and didn't right <laughs> so yep there's they send you there literally one time to kill five things and do a lost sector yep. <laughs> they introduce a new character in, in han and uh, and then i thought oh shit we're gonna have all this gonna be like we're gonna go to multiple planets and it's like no yep you know all of uh beyond lights campaign takes place on europa except for uh, killing five dregs and going through a right. life sector. <laughs> and I don't know how much of that, you know, has to do with the fact that they 
the development shifted to being at home. Right. I don't know what they had. You know, it's it's hard to give them a pass based on past content drops. This one, despite the fact that it was developed uh, partially in people's apartments, right, doesn't feel that different than some other ones that weren't. Right. So it's it's uh, you know, but. It's me, and it's destiny, and it's it's destiny is my church. It is my safe space, right? And so, even if I'm sort of disappointed in in a content drop, that absolutely does not mean that I'm not going to do as much of that content drop as I possibly can, even though I play mostly solo, right? And so, uh, so Beyond Light uh, has given me, uh, you know, a fair amount of things to do. Uh, and I'm still working on stuff. So, right. Right. That, that alone makes it, you know, my number one thing for the year. Awesome. Very good. Um, okay. So yeah, so we're down to my last two. So, so this second to last one is the reason why I had such a huge gap in between, uh, for game fly games. And it is one of my, um, it would have been, my favorite game of the year had the number one game not come out because it it's fantastic. I played through the story twice, and not just the story. I did a whole bunch of extra shit, and that was just for that wasn't even just a platinum it. That's because they put out free DLC with co-op. Like who does that? Who does this huge mm. sprawling <laughs> fucking eighty-hour game? Then comes out with a, a completely free update that brings in two-player co-op, four-player uh, survival mode, and fucking raids. Um, and mm-hmm. then allows you to be the baddest of badass samurai ninjas <laughs> in the process. And that game is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, a f- fanta- like, this is a game that when like, reviews came out and they were like, yeah, you know, it's fun, but it doesn't really push the open world genre forward. And I play mm. it, and I'm like, "Who cares?" Like right. the, the the story. Yes, does the story kind of, you know, they they have Kurosawa mode, and does it does it engage with kind of Japanese, you know, feudal society and 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 samurai at a at a very kind of surface level, you know, Hollywood, not Kurosawa Hollywood, because obviously Kurosawa engaged with that material at a much deeper level. But right. at a at a Western kind of level, yes, absolutely, it does. But the story is great. Um, Jin Sakai, his character is fantastic. The way his character changes and makes mistakes and fucks up and 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 grows, but also like what, how he changes, what his motivations are, and as as the game goes on is great the characters that he meets along the way and and surrounds himself with and their journeys are fantastic the voice work is excellent whether you want to do the full full japanese uh voices you know or or english um you want to do the black and white mode it is hands down the best looking game you'll play all year like i don't care what you mm. can do with cyberpunk and ray tracing it is the best like i i can't imagine what this game will look like on the PS5. I mean, there are scenes, there are scenes in this game just everywhere. You go when you're riding through forests and the fucking leaves are falling down, or this you're on the coast and the sun is setting and the birds are, you know, the butterflies. And I mean, it just the amount uh, then, and not even that, but then the 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 armors, the different 
armor sets you can get with all of them have their own different abilities that then can be leveled up and then the dies that you can find like the level of detail that went into making this game at every level is fucking Mm. fantastic and then there's the combat where you've got sword stances you've got smoke bombs and 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 poison darts and a bow and arrow with explosive thing I've seen pe- videos of people doing fucking amazing things where of of stringing together combinations of abilities in ways that I never would have thought of because the game just uh, lets you do it. There's no limitation. If you have a thing, you can use the thing and you can chain it however you want and work off of each other. And that flexibility of if you want to, it even has like, you, you can sneak in or you can do what's called a standoff where you you just walk right in the gate and are like, what's up, motherfuckers? And then just start, start fucking cutting through fools. Like, it's a fantastic game. And and right. it was a game that I was looking forward to, you know, but, you know, anytime you, these games are hyped up to the level they are, you always worry that they're not going to deliver. And this thing fucking delivered in spades, like in spades. It it was, and if, and if it wasn't for, I feel kind of bad for it because if it wasn't for my number one game, uh, it would have been my number one. It was hands down, the the hands down favorite. No. Until <laughs> I uh, saw uh, something, an article, something that said, "Hey, the new Super Giant game is out," mm. and I was like, "Oh, well, fucking Super Giant, hell yeah!" Like, and right. they're like, "It's a roguelike," and I was like, "Oh, I don't like roguelikes," and then they're right. like, "But it's Greek mythology," and I was like, "Well, I like Greek mythology." <laughs> and and I and that game is Hades. Now, for a lot of yeah. people, Hades because it was an early access game, it was out for a while. You might have yeah. played it in 2018, but yeah. in 2020, Hades came out on the Switch. It came out. It was on sale when it first came out. And Ghost of Tsushima, I feel bad for it because it was like in the locker room, just ready to waltz out. You know, trumpets blaring as the as the belt was put around its waist for game of the year 2020 <laughs> and then here comes fucking Zagreus off the top rope <laughs> and just <laughs> knocks it the fuck out Hades is hands down my favorite game of the year it is everything that I love about Supergiant games it is mm. it's well written it's funny it's got mm-hmm. just its own visual style. It music is fantastic. It's got its own gameplay style, but more importantly, its systems are just they are just tuned and 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 honed to a, to a razor's edge to where it yep. is a roguelike that doesn't feel like a roguelike. It's a roguelike to where death is not an impediment. Death is what allows the story to get moved forward yes so yes it is not a punishment to die it is it is sometimes it's welcome because you can then interact with the the gods and the demigods and find out more about them and then in finding out more about them deepening those relationships unlocking other things but then there's also just the idea of as you progress farther and you get better then you can then obtain things that allow you to make zagreus better but mm-hmm. then it's also got God mode, which is like, it doesn't make the game easier per se, but if you die, it, it adds 2%. It starts you with like a, you know, some resistance to enemies, and then as you die, it, 
it just bumps it up. So if you are able to make it through and clear the dungeon or clear Hades and escape, God mode mm. really doesn't do that much for you. But if 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 you find that you're stuck and and it it you don't have to feel like you're constantly banging your head against the wall, and you can turn it on and off whenever you want. But just the various as the weapons, the way you could upgrade the weapons, and it's not clear. Some of them are hidden aspects. I haven't unlocked all the hidden. I've escaped from Hades, I don't know, like fourteen or fifteen times now. I, and that's not that's barely scratching. Some people have done it. Like I can't even tell you how many times. But there's a, sure. there's hidden aspects of some of the weapons I haven't even unlocked yet. I don't even know how to unlock them. And mm. then there's other things. There are these once you escape Hades once you can start putting on these modifiers to make things harder. And that then unlocks other parts that you can go to. And then mm. there's if you build up relationships, you can unlock keepsakes which have an effect on things. And then there's romances. And it's just all of this stuff. But it all comes down to this same just trying to escape going enemies combat being super tight the weapons feel different yeah. they change your approach the boons that you get like when you are playing Hades and you realize that you have a fucking baller set of boons mm -hmm. it it feels like when you are when you're playing like a racing game and you like realize that you your line is just fucking tight like you yeah you're in the zone you yeah. are in the zone and you are like when you're playing and and i know you know you don't play a lot of multiplayer but like when you're playing a mat like multiplayer in destiny like iron banner or something and you're just fucking mm. wrecking shit and it's just yeah. effortless like oh yeah and that's the and and that's the like you sometimes get this combination of things and it's luck there's some stuff you can do to 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 swing things a little more your way, but mostly it's luck. But when you get that right combination and you realize how some of these boons work together and you mm. can put that together, I mean, there are times when you might've been just like completely struggling in a section in the last run and you just fucking annihilate, like you're just melting yep. enemies left and right. Yep. And it's just that, that sense of progression tied to combat system that is just, is just absolutely perfect, but then tied to a story that makes you want to keep talking to these characters, even if the only way you can do that is to momentarily fail. And it's, and then on top of that, it's made by a studio that cares about its employees, cares about its mm -hmm. games, recognizes that, you know, putting their employees through these horrible working conditions is not going to make their games better. And that ultimately right. the best thing for them as a company is to make games that reflect the level of quality that, that we've come to expect from them. And the best way to do that is to make sure that their people are happy and healthy. And so that whole all of it together, you're just like, yes. Like, I wish I could buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, it's exactly that. It, it's, it's everything you come to expect from Supergiant, which is uh, amazing presentation, amazing story, uh, Probably more so than literally anything else. Amazing voice acting. Yeah, and and like um, so many of the voices are done by one person. Right. It's right. crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so yeah. So I literally playing today had I, I screamed and scared everyone in the house. Um, uh, I got to the bone hydra. Learny, the bone hydra. Yeah. Yeah, for the first time today. I'm on my eighth attempt, eight or ninth attempt. Mm -hmm. 
um, using, so I had, I had started using the bow, mm-hmm. uh, had switched to the lance. I really like the lance. The lance the, is badass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I found the lance made me a little too aggressive uh, to to make progress at where I'm at now. So I went back to the bow for this this latest run, which I'm still on. Like I didn't die, but I killed the bone hydra day and completely lost my shit. I was so excited. The bone uh, hydra that well, I I feel like I, I so the bone hydra was the the I think the the final boss when it first hit like early access. Um, oh okay. And so um I feel like the the bone hydra is was when I was going through was the hardest boss. Like mm. I felt like the bone hydra the that whole s- section leading up to it. The next section mm. some of the enemies are kind of annoying but the boss like after the bone hydra I thought mm. was no problem. I, I like okay. I, I don't know if it was just the run I was on or what, um, mm. and then and then obviously Hades himself he's a he's a douche. Um. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so that was the thing. I I, I felt like the uh, the second area and I can't think of the name, but As Asmodel or something like that. The, Asphodel. Yeah, yeah. The, like the you know when the Lake of Fire and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, those enemies are a pain in the dick. Yeah. Uh, uh, depending on you know kind of which rooms you pick and stuff like that, but I felt like from the attack patterns to how many yellow bars there were, all that stuff. Yes. Uh, so I basically got to the Bone Hydra and I was like, oh shit, this is where Brandon had trouble. I'm going to get erased. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then <laughs> I'm playing, and so Angela's dog has this horrible habit of of wanting to. He wants attention, like a lot, as as dogs are wont to do, right? Yeah. So I'll be sitting there with a controller in my hand, and he'll walk up and just stick his like his snout underneath <laughs> my hands. You're like, it's not like, now, right? <laughs> and I was like, of all the times for you to do it, I had a, a little bit of health going into the fight, and then <laughs> I got to like the first time where the bone hydra shields and he mm. calls out the smaller ones. Yeah. And so I was like fighting those and that's when he bumped my fucking right hand off the switch. Oh, I was like, no. no! So, <laughs> so I ended up with a sliver of health for the rest of the fight. Uh, uh-huh. and I got basically down to where I was like, all right, I was like, I was holding my breath. My heart, I was like, this isn't good for my health. Right. Right. And so it got to the point where I was like, well, I was like, I could probably take him down with like two arrows, but if he taps me once, it's over. Right. And I just said, fuck it. And I fired the two arrows and got him. And I just, it was like when you hit that last shot in Golf Story, I just fucking erupted. I was like, yeah. 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 And that's, it's that kind of game. That's how invested you get into it. Like, like I haven't played it as much as you have. Cause again, like I dropped everything when Destiny came out, but. Yeah. But I had been playing it uh, a decent amount up until then. But like the last two days, I've been completely like back in on the, you know, back all in on it. And it's, you know, I, I could I could absolutely see it making a case for being my favorite thing I played this year if it hadn't been for Destiny DLC. And yeah. if, you know, I wasn't so obsessed with Destiny. But, you know, it's it's. Like I said, that's my church. That's that's when I'm yeah. not happy. You know, that's what I do. And and this year has had a lot of right. You know, not 
happy. So, and I think uh, for me, I think you know what it was for me for Hades was in part that I've always liked the idea of getting into roguelikes, and I just I always bounce off mm, of them. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, once again, this you know here comes this you know this studio that manages to take something that normally I don't enjoy and mm. make an amazing game out of it. And they did the same mm-hmm. thing with Pyre, right? Like Pyre, I don't play yeah. basketball, you know, so right. like clearly <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it, it's not a stretch to look at me and be like, not a basketball <laughs> player. Um, right. And so for them to do it again and, and, and make it so enjoyable. I mean, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, so when you look at my, my Nintendo, they're like, oh, you played, you know, <laughs> Witcher, uh, Assassin's Creed, Hades, Ring Fit Adventures. Okay, yep. And then Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 2, which I never finished because that game got annoying as fuck, but I'd put a shit ton of time into it, which is, but it's, that's why it's not on the list. So, but, um, gotcha. Yep. And Hades is one of those things where, like, I still kind of go back to it, and I do like another run or something, and try to because I still try. I'm trying to get like this is a book of prophecies with all these like different like tasks and stuff you can do, and I'm still trying to knock those out. But it's not like I'm not as obsessed with it. Like there was a time when it was like, yeah, I mean, it was just everything, and um, I'm, I've mm. kind of pumped the brakes on it because um, I, I don't because of how what happens when you start to escape and how that that gives you even more of the story you know you really do feel the mm. need like and then once you get a little taste of success you're like oh fuck yeah man let's get it um but, you know <laughs> right. kind of once you kind of get to what's really the true ending you know i'm like all right well mm. i just kind of pick it up play with it a little bit and then put it down but when i pick it up it's like when i say play with it a little it's like hours it's not like i play 10 15 minutes and then put it right. away but you can't do that Right. Which is the nice thing. Yeah, that's it, basically so. what I had been doing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So all right. Well, so that's it. That's our uh, favorite games uh, that we've played in 2020. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, our next episode, which will be episode 112, will be our favorite movies uh of 2001 mm-hmm. i'm looking forward um to that one because even though it's been kind of a shitty year yeah. just for uh life in general um for for movies particular horror movies i mean we we just really were blessed with some really amazing films this year so um yes it'll be it'll be fun to uh to go back and and relive some of those um and then i need to still catch up on a few uh between now and then so um mm-hmm. but uh Thank you, everybody, for hanging out, uh, particularly, you know, knowing that this is our 100th podcast and and uh, uh, and uh, appreciate you spending 2020 with us. Um, you know, we're a, a week away from 2021. Hopefully that year will be better uh, for most folks. But um, uh, thank you again for listening. I hope everybody has a safe and happy new year that. Uh, you know they're able to celebrate it in the way that they they want to in a way that's safe and allows them to be with the people uh, that they love um, and Mitch obviously mm-hmm. thank you so much for uh, you know uh, doing this with me all year long it's always a pleasure oh, absolutely. And, but uh, you know I'm always appreciative uh, that uh, if you're not physically here next to me that uh, you know we're digital co-pilots. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this is the, the highlight of my every other Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> by absolutely. far. So I look, when, when we don't record, I miss it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things that we do. So absolutely. 
Um, all right. Well, so thanks everybody for hanging out. This is a blah, 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 blah. Maybe I'll get better at that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an episode 111 of Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we look forward to spending some more time with you uh, in the next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night, and have a good evening. <laughs>